You are Locked On Mets, your daily New York Mets podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello to all you amazing Mets fans. You're listening to Locked On Mets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. To get this show every day, I need you to subscribe to Locked On Mets, wherever you get your podcasts. Also, don't forget, when you get in your car, tell your smart device to play podcast Locked On Mets. Well, for the second time this offseason, you will hear me say these words. The New York Mets have hired a new manager. This time it is Luis Rojas taking over for Carlos Beltran. Rojas has been paying his dues in the Mets organization since 2007. Has managed at four different levels of their farm system. Has great relationships with the players. And at this time, after everything that just happened with Beltran... Rojas is the perfect guy to step in, get this clubhouse behind him in a hurry, build off of the great momentum the Mets had in the second half last year, and really attack this NL East division. I think that they could not have found a better person to step in right now and take control of this situation and really make the most of it. So Luis Rojas is now the manager of the New York Mets. So on today's show... I'm going to be talking about this hire, of course, but instead of going through and reintroducing Luis Rojas, I decided I'm going to play my original take on Luis Rojas three months ago because there was a podcast where I highlighted my top two candidates, Luis Rojas and Joe Girardi at the time when the Mets were initially looking for someone to replace Mickey Calloway. So I'm going to play that part in the first half of the podcast, so you can hear my original take then. Then later on in the show, I'm going to kind of reflect on what I said back then, how it relates to this team now, and also look at how some of these players have been reacting to this news as they are very excited to have Rojas be their new manager. Before we get into any of that, though, I'm your host, Ryan Finkelstein. If you want to find any of my work, check me out on Twitter, at Ryan. You can also find some of my writing about the Mets at MetsmerizedOnline.com. Now, without further ado, here is my take on Rojas from three months ago. All right, so the first managerial candidate I'm going to talk about is Luis Rojas. And Luis Rojas, if you did not know, is the son of Felipe Alou. His brother is Moises Alou. So that is a baseball family. He comes up with it in his blood. And he is someone who has been in the Mets organization grinding it out for a very long time. He first came over and was hired by the Mets in 2007 as a coach of their Dominican Summer League team. He then became a coach for the Gulf Coast League Mets in 2008. He was a coach with the Savannah Sand Nats and then eventually first got a job managing the Gulf Coast League Mets in 2011. He then managed Savannah from 2012 through 2014, got to the upper ranks of the minor leagues in 2015 when he managed the St. Lucie Mets. He then was promoted to manage the AA Binghamton Rumble Ponies from 2017 to 2018. And then this year, finally, he was on the major league staff as a quality control coach. 
Now that position is instructive to understanding his place in the organization. Rojas was basically planted in the dugout in a position that we don't usually see teams. I mean, some teams may have a quality control coach, but traditionally when you're talking about a coaching staff in the major leagues, it's been simple. It's been first base coach, third base coach, bench coach, pitching coach, bullpen coach. And then you have like your training guys and everything else. So quality control coach was a position that was made for Rojas, and he was essentially a liaison type guy who would take the message of the front office and bring it to the coaching staff. He was a bridge. And so that tells you his standing in the organization. He is 38 years old, and that is very synonymous with the other hires we've seen around baseball. It has been young managerial candidates coming in, getting jobs, some of them without a ton of manager experience. Aaron Boone with the Yankees is one example. Rocco Baldelli with the Twins. Dave Roberts, who had more coaching experience, but with the Dodgers. Alex Cora. So there's a lot of guys who come in, young guys, and they make a big impact right away. So hiring Luis Rojas really sees to that norm that we've been seeing recently. Mickey Calloway was part of that kind of conversation as well. A younger coach that came in was supposed to be able to work with the young players. And to his credit, it appears that Calloway did do a good job communicating with his young players. So I think that that is something that Rojas can absolutely do. I think the ceiling with Luis Rojas is about as high as any of the candidates that we can talk about. Because I see him as a guy that can come in Someone who has managed these players when they were coming up in the minor leagues. Someone with familiarity of the system can work really well with the front office. And and every department you can imagine, a really safe fit, but someone who is young, energetic, and can maybe take this team to the next level. So I see him as a really strong candidate. But the reason why I said the ceiling is really high, and I'm not necessarily saying the floor is quite as high, as Joe Girardi, who I'm going to talk about in the second half, is because he has not been in this level of a spotlight before. He doesn't know what it's like to manage in New York City, to manage in the majors, and we saw Mickey Calloway at times seem like he is in over his head. And so you have to wonder, and you have to be a little concerned about hiring another young manager who doesn't have major league managing experience for a team that is simply win now. I mean, 2020, that is your window right there. All these pitchers are getting older. If the Mets don't win in 2020, when you have Noah Syndergaard do it for free agency the year after that, after the 2021 season, Steven Matz as well, if this team doesn't succeed in 2020, there's going to be a lot of questions after the season about whether it's time to fold up shop and go through a lengthy rebuild. If it doesn't work. I mean, it just has a chance to go sideways quick. You have to capitalize on this window, which could just be a two-year window when you still have all these pitchers. We like Pete Alonzo. We like the young hitters that are coming up. But this is an imperfect roster that needs to be capitalized on quickly. And so is bringing a guy up and giving him his first ever chance to be the main guy in New York City the right call? That's the thing that I don't know, and that's the thing that the Mets don't know. 
All right, listening back to that and reflecting on what I said in the past, I will say that I really do stand by most of my comments on Rojas. At the time, I was really into the idea of having Joe Girardi step in as the established manager with all that pedigree in New York to take over the position. I really did think that he raised the floor of this Mets team. He was not going to make mistakes. He also might not have been the best manager for the next decade. And Luis Rojas has that potential to step in here, do a great job, and really become the face of this Mets team for the future. He is really highly regarded by his players. And I believe that is what the Mets needed the most right now. There is now a buzz in that clubhouse that they get to go out and fight for their new manager who has managed them in the past Luis Rojas. I want to go through really quick and talk about the games played under Rojas. Obviously, with the position players, it's a little bit easier to figure out how long they spent with him than the pitchers, but Gazelman and Lugo were both players for Rojas in the past. Now let's look at the position players. Luis Guillorme leads everyone with 251 games played under Rojas. Dominic Smith had 244, Jeff McNeil had 235, Tomas Nito had 201, Ahmed Rosario played 176 games under Rojas, Brandon Nimmo played 110, Pete Alonso played 76, and Michael Conforto played 46. You look at some of these comments of the players. Before he was hired, here's what Jeff McNeil said. I think he'd be a great big league manager. He knows the game really well. He comes from a big baseball family. His emotions are real calm. He gets along well with players. He's just a baseball guy. I think he'd be a tremendous manager. Dominic Smith said, quote, I was 17 turning 18, playing my first full season. He was my manager. Being a young kid around a bunch of college guys, that can be overwhelming especially in your first stint in pro ball. I had just come from high school, and he definitely helped me with not stressing, putting too much pressure on myself, and having fun with the game. After the news of the hire, we got more reactions from the players today. Marcus Stroman said, Luis Rojas, all caps, exclamation point. Love it, love it, love it. Love being around him on the bench last year. Always teaching and full of knowledge. Super laid back. And brings nothing but great vibes each and every day. Beyond even keel. Excited even more for the year. Then you have Noah Syndergaard. Who told Mike Puma of the New York Post. That quote he has a winning pedigree. Leading teams to the playoffs when he was in the minor leagues. Leads by example. And he's jacked. He gets after it in the weight room. (laughs) And then you also had Pete Alonzo. Who said on social media quote. Loved having Luis in 17 and 18 as my double-A manager. It's awesome playing under him and having him on the staff last year as well. Super pumped to have him as the jefe. Also, he throws some damn good BP. Finally, Tomas Nito told Michael Mayer of Metsmerize, quote, he is like family to me. It's going to be a lot of fun playing for him again. His knowledge and how he handles his players is on another level. Surprised it took this long. But everyone will love him. And so that's really the response from all these players. 
And there's no doubt that he's going to step in and have command and control of that locker room. The one thing that you worry about or that you might question is the transition from being a developmental manager in the minor leagues where, hey, winning is important. They made the playoffs under him. I get all that. But it's not quite the pressure cooker of a pennant race in New York City. And so as that pressure gets ratcheted up, how does Rojas continue to command that locker room? They can all respect and love him, but at the same time, some point, Rojas is going to have to be a little bit harder on some of these guys than he might have been in the past. You can't always be their best friend. When you're developing them, when you're in the minor leagues, you're trying to massage their egos, you're trying to get them to become better ball players, to potentially make it to the big leagues and be contributors. But once they're in the big leagues, if they're not contributing, that's when these relationships can get a little bit dicey. I'm not saying that Rojas can't handle that. I'm just saying that's something to watch. And when I go back to what I said in the past, I thought that Rojas was the highest ceiling option for this team. Because when you have a young manager coming in, you don't necessarily know what they're going to bring. Someone who has worked so hard in the organization to get that first opportunity, there's a great chance that you're going to get the best out of that manager and potentially really making this team a contender that who knows if they could have ever reached those heights under another manager. With that being said, when I referenced Girardi this week when I talked about established managers like Dusty Baker and I talked about Buck Showalter, those are guys that I don't think a season can quite go sideways on them as quickly as a rookie manager when it comes to the big leagues who's going to step in and have a lot of pressure on them for the first time at that level. So, again, I think that there is a chance that this could go the other way. I believe in Rojas. I believe that this was the best choice. But again, that's just talking about my viewpoint in the past on my concerns with Rojas. Because there's no guarantee with any managerial hire. So, this was the best option. Let's also say that. I mean, there was... No other option the Mets could have come back with at this point that would have been better than Luis Rojas, especially when you see the reaction of these players. But I also want to say for everyone who might look back at my other opinions the last couple weeks where I was behind Beltran at one point, where I still said even when Beltran was dismissed that the Mets would have been better with him in 2020 if they stood behind him if they had handled that PR nightmare better and were able to navigate that to keep Beltran aboard, I will say that I still stand by that to one extent. And the reason that I'm standing by that is because Luis Rojas was still on this staff either way. So to stand here and to simply say the Mets are in much better hands with Rojas than Beltran is neglecting the fact that you had both of them at one point. And Beltran, around baseball, was held in a very high regard. Now that has gotten tarnished a little bit. He turned into a distraction. I'm not even saying the Mets made a mistake in dismissing him with the way that whole thing shaked out. But what I'm saying is, had that not been an issue, had the sign stealing never been brought up, 
had Beltran's name still been held in a really high regard and his reputation fully intact, I can't sit here and just simply say the Mets were in a worse situation back then when they had a staff that included both of these guys working towards a common goal. So because of everything that has transpired, the Mets come out of this as good as they could have. Rojas is going to come in. I think it's a really good fit. I was always intrigued about the idea of him being the manager. We now get to see that happen. It's great to see someone who's been in the organization this long get his shot to be a manager and to be a manager here. Hopefully, he really does realize that potential and he is the guy that gets this team to the next level and the Mets are really able to contend for something in 2020. We'll just have to wait and see how that all ends up coming together. Anyway, I'm sure there's going to be more to talk about with Rojas as this week comes to a close. Thank you for listening. Remember to subscribe to this show wherever you get your podcast. Also, don't forget when you get in your car, tell your smart device to play podcast Locked On Mets.